And now, Dick Tracy! This is Dick Tracy on the case of the Graveyard Watch. Stand by for action. Let's go, man! It's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Well, Tracy fans, there are several presidents of our nation who served more than one term, but there was only one who didn't serve his second term immediately after his first term ended. There was another president in between. And it's his birthday anniversary that we observe today. His name, Grover Cleveland. Many people believed him to be an excellent president because he was not only capable but he had a great sense of duty to the people and to the country he was serving. Here's what another great president, William H. Taft, had to say about Cleveland. He said he was a great president, not because he was a great lawyer, not because he was a brilliant orator, and not because he was a statesman of profound learning, but because he was a patriot with the highest sense of public duty, because he was a statesman of clear perceptions, of the utmost courage of his convictions and of great plainness of his speech. And Taft went on praising Cleveland's high character. You can realize Cleveland's merit still further when you consider that Taft was a Republican, and the man he praised was a Democrat. Grover Cleveland, born March 18, 1837, 110 years ago today. And now, Dick Tracy... Yesterday, Tracy and Patton, still standing their trick on the graveyard watch, made desperate efforts to contact Sparks, the wireless operator of the ship. After narrowly escaping being caught away from his post by Hurricane, Tracy succeeded in getting to the radio operator's cabin. And once there, he quickly told Sparks that Hurricane and Rolling Hitch had murdered Captain Combed. After some hesitation, Sparks agreed to radio the nearest ship for help, and Tracy hastily returned to his post. But Sparks was unwise in permitting Hurry Kane to catch him as he was trying to send out his message. Hurry shot him dead in cold blood and then destroyed the wireless to prevent any further attempts at contacting the world at large. Right now it's morning. Tracy and Patton are having chow with other members of the crew. I'm not keeping you awake, Mr. Patton. Oh, not a chance of a date. Frankly, I hope this customer making coffee out of seawater is not here to stay. Well, it isn't the seawater I object to so much. It's the turpentine they use in it. Now you're just being picky, Yoon. Ah, mess. It's certainly aptly named. I'm sure you noticed the obvious thing, haven't you, Pat? I don't usually. What makes you think I might this time? Well, what until is it? now, the meals have been all right. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is the first meal since our new skipper took over. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, Rolling Hitch's little brother, Half Hitch, is the cook in this bathtub. Yeah, they don't wait long to start chiseling, do they? Uh, that's allowed, Pat. We're supposed to be the wide-eyed, ingenious type, you know. Oh, yes. Wasn't it regrettable about the late Captain Calm committing suicide? Mm -hmm. All right, squash heads. Uh -oh. Hey, two. You, fish and chips. Uh, aye, aye, sir. Lay aloft on our main deck. Swab down four and a half. Aye, 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 aye sir. Come on, on a double. Aye, aye sir. All right. Hatch. Hatch. two. Hang down the bright work. Come on, now. Look alive. Let's go. Everybody up to that. You too, George. 
What took you so long, Roland? Yeah, hey, don't jump me, Kane. I've been putting an alleged crew of yours to work. Good. Did you get that blood cleaned out of the captain's cabin? Yeah. I'm going to move in there. That'll keep anyone from snooping around. Good idea. But who's going to snoop? The captain committed suicide, that's all. Somebody else committed suicide early this morning. What? Our young friend Sparks got tired of it all. You mean you shot him? Well, that's one way of putting it. Now, what'd you do that for? We're getting in a little deep, ain't we? Well, what would you have done, smart boy? I see a light in a radio shack. I hear the wireless going like mad. There's Sparks in there looking like he just swallowed the anchor. Maybe he was just on duty. No dice. I talked to him for a minute. He finally picked up a ship on his radio. I told him to tell the ship everything's all right. Instead of doing that, he puts in a call for help. How'd you know? I know, cold. I knew what he was sending. So you shot him? Yeah. Seemed like a good sound move. Mm -hmm. What'd you do with the body? I thought our late captain might want a little company. Over the side, huh? Yeah. Just so nobody else would get any cute ideas about sending messages, I reduced that radio set to the hardware counter in the 10 cent store. Okay. Hey, what's going to be the story on the disappearance of Sparks? Oh, he must have gone and got careless during those high seas last night and got himself washed overboard. Mm -hmm. And it was a great pity there was no one there to see him, so we couldn't try to rescue Look, him. Kane, I'm worried. What are you worried about? Who's going to prove it happened different than that? Well, I guess nobody. That's right. Nobody. We got a ship and a nice cargo. Percy Cute's going to be very happy with what we've done. Yeah, I don't care how happy he is. I want money. There'll be more coming than you ever seen. And protection. Yeah? Where are we heading? We're going right to Puerto La Jolla. That's a banana republic south of here. Oh. We meet Percy Cute down there, huh? Yeah. We turn the ship over to him, get our dough and phony papers, and we're ready to ship out again. And if there's a stink? There won't be. And if there is, Percy Cute will fix it. You started to buy off the crew? Not yet. But that'll be a cinch. I know them all. At least all but them two gadflies of yours. Fish and chips. Yeah. I wonder about them guys. Yeah. You know, they're the only ones on the ship who heard the shots when you did away with the captain. I know, but uh, they seem kind of dumb. I think they fell for that suicide story I gave them. Yeah, probably. Hey. Wait a minute. What happened to you? I just thought of it. How did Sparks find out about the captain? Only those guys could have told him. Yeah, but they couldn't have seen Sparks. They stood watching a well deck all the time. Yeah, that's right. Of course, maybe Sparks didn't know about the captain, and you made a mistake. He knew, all right. Yeah, then maybe you heard the shots and saw me heave the body overboard. Yeah, maybe. But I'm still not at all happy about those guys' fish and chips. We gotta watch them close. In any case, I'm working on a little plan that I think will take care of them. Okay, mastermind. The sooner the better. The sooner the better. Look out what you're doing to that mop, sailor. You almost got my foot. Oh. Forgive me, Mr. P. 
I was trying on a new stroke. I kind of skidded. Okay, Dick. I'll overlook it this time. Uh, you're a real shipmate. Ah, uh, tell me, Seaman Fish, what grip do you recommend on a swab? Well, Seaman Chips, after years of relentless research, I've discovered that an interlocking grip with a strong follow-through will get you the most mileage. Mm, that's very interesting. Uh, I prefer crossed hands myself. Oh, well, I... Uh, you know, Pat, I'm more than a little worried about something. What is it, Dick? Have you seen the sparks flying, the wireless operator, around this morning? No, I haven't. Or maybe he's still in his cabin. Maybe. But maybe something happened to that message for help I told him to send out. Oh, that's just dandy. I'm not going to be satisfied till I see him. Well, what are we going to do? We've got to search this ship. It's not going to be so easy with old Mutiny on the Bounty Cane in charge of this tub. I uh, know. But we've got to get to the radio shack first. Well, we're swabbing down in that direction. And when we get there, if no one's around, we'll take a quick look inside. Okay. Uh, just whereabouts is our new Captain Hurricane? Oh, you mean Laughing Boy? I think I saw him up on the bridge. That's good. He'll give us a break. Yep, I can see him. He's on the bridge, all right. He's shooting the sun. Well, at least that's a refreshing change from shooting the crew. Isn't it, though? Come on, let's mop our way down to the radio shack. All right, prepare to give way together. All right. Stroke. 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 Come on, get your backs into them things. You can't spend all day on one little hunk of deck. Yeah. Now, when you're through with that, report to me. Maybe I'll have a little machinery for you to move. All by yourself. said you got a look at Rolling Hitch's clothes last night when the door opened up. It was shortly after the captain had been murdered. You said you saw blood on them. That's right. Did you identify those clothes? Yep, and they're under his arm right now. Oh, he's got to follow him, Pat. See what he plans to do with them. Well, he's heading aft. Oh, shot on them, then. But don't let him see us. Look. There's no one down the ladder to the well deck. Well, there's no one down there till crew's all working up forward. Hey, look, Dick. He's going to the lee rail. Oh. Yeah. There goes the clothes and the evidence over the side. And I hear tell it's a pretty big ocean. Oh, come on then, Pat. Let's get to that radio shack. Why not? Uh, hold it, Pat. Just in case someone's looking, we'd better mop the rest of the way. Swab, Jackie. Oh, uh, sorry, sir. Just chickens, boys. Okay. Uh-oh. Blocked, of course. It would be. Yeah, they seem pretty particular about who goes where around this boat. You still got that pick you had with you last night? Aye, aye, sir. Leave me at the lock, Admiral, and I'll have it open in a jiffy. But I suggest you'd better keep watch. I'll not only keep watch for you, sailor, I'll keep swabbing the deck for you. That's nice, healthful, stimulating outside work for you. Uh-huh. How you coming, Pat? In a moment, Dick. In a moment. Is the coast clear? Yep. Hey, that does it, Dick. Uh, good boy. Let's go. 
Look at that, Pat. Looks like someone had just been through here with a bulldozer. In a moment, we'll return to Dick Tracy. But first... When two famous entertainers, both fast with a line of fancy chatter, get together, there's bound to be a furious exchange of brilliant banter, and that's just what you can expect on the Bing Crosby Show tomorrow night. You see, it's then that Bing's special guest will be that great star of musical comedy, motion pictures, and radio, Danny Kaye. In addition to rapid-fire patter between the two, there'll be some mighty fine music, such as their duet on Brahms' Lullaby. Danny will sing another Sleepy Time song, this time all by his lonesome, Dina's Lullaby, dedicated to his little daughter. On the musical side of the broadcast, too, lovely Peggy Lee will make another return as guest singer, and she'll team up with the groaner in an unbeatable rendition of her own song, It's a Good Day. So, Tracy fans, for some sensational variety entertainment, hear Danny Kay, Peggy Lee on tomorrow night's Bing Crosby Show. Yes, and remember, Wednesday night's also the night most of these ABC stations bring, bring you those other top-notch shows, the delightful tales of Willie Piper, the stirring and musical Paul Whiteman, National Guard Assembly, Money Melody and Laughs on Pot of Gold, and the hilarious Henry Morgan Show. Be sure to listen. Now back to the Tracy. Look, Roland, did you throw them clothes away like I told you? Yeah. Anything else? Get over at the radio shack right away. I cleaned up, but I might have overlooked something. Here's the key. If Tracy and Patton are caught in the radio shack, they're going to find themselves in really serious trouble. You better tune in tomorrow for The Adventures of Dick Tracy, produced by Charles Powers and heard overseas through the Armed Forces Radio Service. And this is George Gunn speaking. Well, boys and girls, do you ever watch a baby get a new toy? It'll play with it, but in most cases, by the end of the day... You'll find it with its old favorites, the new toy all but forgotten. In time, though, the new toy will become a favorite. It's the same way with music. Symphonic orchestras play the old masters, but only occasionally the music of present-day composers. Now, Dr. Serge Kusevitsky, the conductor of the Boston Symphony Orchestra, realizes that this isn't very fair to modern composers. After all, why should great artists wait until they're old before they're recognized. And so the Boston Symphony Orchestra plays the finest modern music as well as the older classics. Listen to the Boston Symphony tonight. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs> 